You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast, where we discuss hot topics in the sports landscape. We're going to jump right into our show as normal, and we're going to start with our grateful moment. This week, we'll start with Evan. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful this week. Uh, my brother had his, has his uh, 40th birthday today, and my son has his 10th birthday today, my son James. So shout out to them. Awesome. Awesome. Is your brother, are you with your brother where he lives? Is he here in Charlotte? No, he lives in the Midwest. He's, um, we're going to see him this week, though. Okay. Awesome. Well, happy birthday to the guys. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, what, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone from the East Coast, West Coast, and around the world. Thank you for listening and support. I am happy that I got a chance to, I'm in Myrtle Beach now for my daughter's, my youngest daughter tournament. They made it to Elite Eight, and the final game, she exploded. Um, all season, she'd been holding back and she finally gave everybody the business even though they lost by four uh turnovers kind of you know 50 50 balls um, didn't go their way not aggressive i'm very proud of her so much so i got a private text from the coach saying she was phenomenal i saw it it finally came out so i'm happy she gained her confidence and it was great to see her and my oldest daughter was along with me to watch and enjoy this aau experience it is something different but i'm glad she didn't have to break the Sabbath. She prayed and God gave them a win in the morning and allowed them to play after Sabbath Saturday night. So I'm grateful for that. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations to Callie. Callie's out there killing it. Um, we're super excited for her. Um, so her last game is today. No, it was last night. It was last, it was last night. night. Okay. Yeah, they won, they won three. I think they won three games, three out of the um Three out of four, five games they played. Three out of five games, which is great. And they made it to Elite Eight. Nice. Congratulations to her and the team. Alan, good morning. What are you grateful for this week? Before I go, Callie told them this isn't my final form. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm grateful. I'm grateful for actually one of my... um, cousins or older cousins she celebrated a birthday this week cousin Susanna she turned 97 on the first day of summer so happy birthday to her um so yeah that's what I'm grateful for awesome awesome and this week as always I'm always grateful for life but I'm grateful for a couple of my really close friends um and line sisters a few of them Few of them got promotions this week in varying areas. I have one that works for Deloitte. Um, she just received a promotion, I believe, to director this week. And I have one that works for NASCAR. Um, and she just received a promotion to director too. And what makes the NASCAR one amazing is obviously there isn't a lot of diversity in the NASCAR space, just in general, whether you're a driver, whether you're in corporate America. And so I'm really proud to see these ladies on the move and, and um, you know, 
just just killing it. So I'm grateful for them and grateful that God is blessing. God seems to be blessing um, everyone in my inner circle this year. So um, I'm really excited about that. All right. Well, let us jump right into our show. And um, we are going to start with the NBA draft. And for the guys, I mean, they can kind of do this however they want. But if you guys want to talk about the draft and how it impacted, whether positively or negatively, your particular team and any assessments that you guys have of the draft in general, like were there any clear winners? Did we have any losers? Did uh, certain teams like uh, my team, the New York Knicks, did they stay stagnant like they do generally? Um, just kind of give me your overall thoughts on the draft. So I thought it was a, um, I thought it was a pretty good draft in the sense of, um, I was shocked that there's some shocking things. I didn't expect, um, I didn't expect um, the Dukey to go first. I thought uh, it seemed like it was going Chet Holmgren or the other guy, but the Dukey went first. I was a surprise. And then after uh, that happened, um, I think the draft, uh, draft unfolded interestingly. Um, I was surprised to see Jaden Hardy drop so, so, so hard. I mean, I knew, I mean, he came out of high school with a number two prospect, and then he got signed, and then he got picked in the second round by, by Dallas. So I think they got a steal in Jaden Harvey. Um, as a prospect, and um, Sixers, they traded out um, and added a, a contributor player now, and they got Damian Green off the books. Um, so, um, and there are a lot of draft night trades I thought were were interesting. Um, and I think I think you know I think Knicks made, made a good deal in the sense that they truly got multiple first round picks back. Um, so I think it was all in all a good draft. Um, I'm trying to think if anything really shocked me. I, I don't think anything really shocked, but I thought it was a good draft. Um, and I like what OKC did. I like what Oklahoma City did. They added some quality players to the roster. Awesome. I'm going to leave the Hornets last. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I always felt like probably Koala. Uh, I felt like Honestly, like he probably like has like the most top two explosiveness out of like those top three. So, but I also think that it's actually great that Jabari Smith went to Houston. So, you got uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green. Uh, they traded away Christian Woods, and now they got him. So they have a pretty solid young core. And Steven Silas is really going to have them boys, like, really playing now that they have, like, a year or two, some of them under their belts. Because even, like, around the end of last year, like, how some people may think teams are starting to, like, wind down and, like, starting to chill out, get ready for playoffs. That team was still playing hard. So I think they're going to look real good moving forward. I also think that with OKC, they have a, a good young core that they can – they can build with um, any anything else that really kind of stood out that Evan didn't say. Um, not really. So I guess I'll go ahead and complain about the Hornets real quick. Um, so yeah. So 
I mean, we knew we was going to have an opportunity to potentially pick uh, trade 13 and 15. Um, the objective really was to try to get Gordon Haywood off the books, which we all would think would be ideal. Um, however, we did trade uh, 13, 13 to the next, and y'all traded it to Detroit. Um, but all we got back is basically one first-round pick from the Bucks, which will more than likely be a late first-round pick. Uh, and maybe like four, it felt like four or five second round pits. So who knows how we're going to try to use that as trade assets moving forward. And mm, we hire the guy, <laughs> we hire the coach who, who he was replaced by. So it's, 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 it's a mess. It's a mess down here. It's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. Steve Clifford, head coach. Playoffs, fired. James Borrego, fired. Steve Clifford again. Yeah, we're in poverty down here in Charlotte. That's that's all I can really say. Just just to keep it just to keep it short, we're in we're in po- poverty right now. Like I I I just someone got to tell Mike you got to pay to play. You got to pay to play. Like like Joe Lacob said, you got to pay to play. And nah, we had Mike D'Antoni. He probably didn't like. He probably know Mike not a yes man. Although he was the first guy that they reached out to. It's it's bad down here, but I digress. I'm not about to go on a whole rant. We're supposed to be talking about the NBA draft. <laughs> I, I, I will say this: I was talking to someone, and not to belabor the point, um, but I was talking to someone, um, and they were saying, you know, from from a from a NBA perspective. It'd be hard to hire Dan Tony after he was final two, and then you chose someone else, and then it's like it's like it's like you're you're talking to two girls, and you're trying to make a decision which one you're gonna choose. You choose one, you tell the other one, "Hey, you know, I I really like you, but I, I opt to go this direction." So I want to tell you before, you know, I I, I go and accept and get this relationship. But then you go to the relationship. At first, the girl says she likes you, she said yes, but then all of a sudden, says, "You know what?" I think I'm a, uh, I think I want to stay single, or they want to talk to someone else. It's hard to then go back to the person you let down, and then, and then say, "Here's well, the other thing, though." To add to that, it still went back to the other ex. Exactly. <laughs> it still went back to the other ex. <laughs> so you went back. You went back to the previous ex to get rid of the current. <laughs> so I'm like. Yo, I was like, man, look, I was like, there's, there was, there was other options out there. I mean, Kitty, man, Kenny left us. At, man, I'm gonna be quiet. Oh yeah, and then we might not even get Miles back. So, 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 so that's how bad it is. It's like, yo, like this is set up for a dumpster fire. Like, hopefully, Mitch can attempt to make some trades, like, or uh, do something in the free agency period. But right now, like, it is not looking good because it's going to be the same situation to where all the younger players, well, not all of them, but some of them who are starting to thrive in Charlotte, mm-hmm. right, they start to thrive, and then next thing you know, they're out, and then they're out there flourishing to their full potential because we don't know how to use them correctly here in the city of Charlotte. It's ridiculous. Welcome to being a New York Knicks fan. 
but what did I text you last night? What did I text you last night? What did I text you last night? I said the I said the Knicks in Charlotte. In Charlotte. Yep. And and um it, it, it's hilarious what you have done. I hope Evans Ev, Evans got a text from an insider and they said WTF <laughs> when here to the higher <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, so um, we know several people inside the, the organization, and it, it, it's baffling. I don't know what he sold them. Um, I don't know what he, they plan to do. It looks bad as it looks just as bad when Michael Jordan was telling the people, "Yo, yo, could they ask, could we get an autograph?" They said, "No, no, <laughs> get off my grass." Um, Hornets, good luck. But we've seen this story. There is a new breed of coaches out there. Look what um, New Orleans Pelicans did. Look what uh, Celtics did, right? They are hiring new, no retread, but fresh blood. Um, Sam Cassell is a, is a good, viable um, candidate. Look, look, just look on the, um, well, you tried the Warriors bench and it declined. <laughs> Atkins declined you. Mark Jackson. There's a host of busy of young fresh buds with players are relating to and want to strive for. These retread, unless you're getting Popovich, Steve Kerr, or, or dare I say Tyron Lu, or even Doc Rivers to a certain extent, I would say get young assistants. Get young assistants. If they have not won a championship, if they have not won a championship, if they have not gone to the deep in the playoffs, do not hire him. Yes, Steve Clifford got you to the playoff. Congratulations. But what else you have done? Well, welcome to New York Knicks in Charlotte. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. I have nothing to add. Um, to the annual, it seems like disappointment. Um, Evan, you didn't really talk about it much, but did Philly do anything substantial? No, they traded. They traded out um, of their pick and yeah. added a um, a young, up and coming three and D guy, which I think is what they 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 really miss the need. Mm -hmm. uh, the Sixers really need to add athletic wings who can defend and um, play basketball. Mm -hmm. um, so, and we got Dan. Fortunately, you know Dan Green. He he tore his ACL and MCL. Right. Um, when Joel Embiid uh, got fell into his knee, so um, I think they made the right move. I would have loved to see Jaden Hardy on our roster and develop him, but I think the Sixers are in win now mode. So, um, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. All right, and um, so let's transition from the NBA draft and talk about what seems to be Brooklyn's mini version. Of of a draft with this Kyrie drama. Basically the headliner is Kyrie wants out of Brooklyn. And the reason why he wants, wants out is because there has been, it seems to be some breakdown in the contract negotiations. Essentially Kyrie Irvin and the Brooklyn Nets cannot agree to a contract extension, right? Um, I think from just a general standpoint, Kyrie has not played with his three seasons that he's been with, with Brooklyn, he has not played a lot of games. 
Um, when Katie was out that first season, they came in together. He was essentially out as well. Um, last season, um, I don't even remember why he did not want to play in the playoffs last year because he was available to play but didn't want to. And I kind of feel like he didn't want anyone to play uh, last year in the bubble. And this year, I believe he played maybe 30 games, maybe a little more than 30 games. Um, and so the breakdown in contract negotiations is that Brooklyn, as a franchise, want to make sure that if they are going to offer him a long-term contract extension, that there have certain terms in place in the contract that would require him to play a minimum amount of games because he has not played um, a lot of games for Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving is basically like, nah, I can't agree to that. It don't really help that his agent is his stepmother. So, you know, she's going to keep going back and forth pushing. So it's just a bad situation with Kyrie in Brooklyn right now. And that's like the super brief synopsis of what's going on. Um, because there is now this breakdown in contract, you have Kyrie saying, look, I'm going to throw some options out there for you. Um, he mentioned like the Sixers. I think he mentioned the Lakers. Um, I don't even know what other teams, but it was like six or seven teams that he would be open to uh, potentially being traded to. And in the midst of all of that, now we're hearing whispers and rumors that KD may also uh, try to get out of Brooklyn. Now, the amount of flexibility KD has is, is relatively low, just given the terms of his contract. But we may have a Brooklyn Nets next season that's Kyrie-less and KD-less. So with all that said, guys, what do you think about what's going on in Brooklyn? What do you think about Kyrie now wanting to leave because they can't come to an agreement? Do you think Brooklyn is wrong for wanting certain assurances nestled into his contract um, before, you know, potentially giving him a uh, long-term Matt still do y'all think KD will leave I mean there's just so much to unpack so start wherever you guys want to and go from there may oh. I may I please may I please ahead, Evan, please please this is this is okay so this is KD's fault here you go KD I blame you this podcast would have started so much earlier this podcast Dion and I have been talking about this podcast for years several years and my goal was to start the podcast the day that Kevin Durant signed with the Knicks. Exactly. When Kevin Durant signed, we were supposed to start off our little podcast with Transmitting Radio and, and, and just talk about the glorious return of, the, of New York. Mm -hmm. But he delayed and chose to go to Brooklyn. Nothing wrong with Brooklyn, but Brooklyn is not even a side piece or a concubine, as I deem it. You and Kyrie messed up everything yeah i want him to be anti you want him to be anti-vax in a sense meaning that the science said go with the knicks and your life will improve your financial improve your visibility is prove your network will prove your overall will prove you win one championship in new york it's like you won 10 you had so much to gain. And I'm just explaining out here, Kyrie and, 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 and KD, you want to go against the grain. Even KD, your own, your own, your own manager 
was telling you the best move is to be a Nick. But what do you decide? You want to be a Brooklyn Net. And because of that, the, organ the organization capitulated to all your needs. And guess what? It didn't work out. It's like the young people I talk to all the time. I tell them all the time, listen, stop watching everybody and do what's right. And the right thing in this situation was to join the New York Knicks. And I think what happened is when you saw when the Knicks won one playoff game two years, seasons ago, the NBA was on fire. The United, the United States was on fire. The, uh, basketball, the aura of basketball became almost as whole. No win with the Hornets made the playoff. It wasn't as arousing. The 76ers went to the second round, I think, that year. Did y'all go to the second round that year when the Knicks went to the playoff? Yeah, y'all did, right? You and mean when y'all like played the Hawks? or I mean, what? Yeah, well, I'm talking about when we went to the playoff the last two seasons ago, practically. Okay. That's when the Hawks beat us. And y'all end up meeting the Hawks in the semifinals, right? Yeah. What happened? The world was around the Knicks. Bing Bong was created and developed. And now you'll have buyer's remorse. So let me go down to the answer. Let me go down to answer this question. Yes, the Nets should be concerned. Because Kyrie is doing what he want to do. He has every right. But I tell young people, there's consequences for your decision. KD, this is a consequence of your decision. Kyrie, you have to live with the consequence of your decision. Kyrie is an awesome player. Yes, I would want him on the Knicks. Because I know if I get him, I get Kevin Durant. And I'll live with it. But at the end of the day, the Nets are trying to play a standhold, standstill. To me, it's like when a guy, a, a girl says, you know what? I'm leaving you unless you marry me, right? And the guy end up saying at the end, I'm not ready. And the girl says, and the signs are there. It could be vice versa. It could be a man said, marry me. And the woman says, not married. It looks, it's worse for the man. <laughs> when the way he began his knee and proposed to a woman, she says, no. But nevertheless, when the person says, I'm not ready, and you stay with them, you give them empty promises. FYI, parents. Do not give your children empty promises. If you're going to spank them or take away that thing, take it away. Because if you don't, what's going to happen is that they say, huh, they'll play Kate on that for the rest of your life. So the moral of the story is, KD, you should have signed with the Knicks. You should have signed with the Knicks. And all this would have been eradicated. We would have took care of Kyrie for you in the sense of we would have got him straight. You see what happened to Julius Randle? He half-hearted come and play with the Knicks. And what he gets, the business. We don't play, Knicks fan. We don't play. So once again, the moral story is this. Kyrie, you have to deal with the circumstances. You stop the threats or the boo-ha-ha. At the end of the day, Kyrie's coming back to the Nets, and they're going to play. It's just a standstill of the money. And more of the story once more, ladies and gentlemen, what it is? KD should have signed with the Knicks. You signed with the Knicks. You have been, you have been the, the guy who redeemed and catapult the Knicks back to what they need to be. And you would have fans for life. Look at Jason Tuck. Look at Eli Manning. Look at all the retired um, Giants fans, Giants players. They have jobs where Jason Tuck is like a CEO for a financial company. You know, Eli got his, his show. Um, um, what's his name? Salsa Man. Uh, Cruz. Cruz got a TV show and a sneaker. 
uh, OBJ, you win one championship in New York. It's you're, you're set for life. Once again, the more of the story is he chose the wrong team. And I love Brooklyn. I grew up in Brooklyn, Kings County Hospital, 76, but should have chose the Knicks. I agree. I mean, I just have to go on record. I agree, Phil. Like this, this is all the way this is unfolding. This is looking crazy when they could have been a train ride away from being where they needed to be. It's it's kind of it's kind of funny to watch this play out. Um, KD's still the best player, though, but I agree with everything um, that you just said. So, um, I mean, coinciding with what you all are saying, I think we when we even talk about the initial initially them coming together, we thought you know from a skill perspective they always be have great skill, but the wild card in the room was Kyrie Irving. Um, Dion brought up the fact that. Kyrie didn't go to the bubble. Let's, let's also not forget Kyrie disappeared for like spurts in the season for mental, for he didn't really give a reason. What, one day he, the, the team came to the, the stadium to play and afterwards, everyone like, we're Kyrie and Steve Nash mm-hmm. said, I don't know. Exactly. I also read, read an article that said Katie, not Katie, excuse me, Kyrie after practice run his own practices with the oh team. Oh my God. Kyrie doesn't live in the real world. Like, you know, it's like that guy is probably super smart. I mean, you can't take anything away from him, but he doesn't live in the real world. Now, the issue I see too, though, is KD, for all of his elite talent, has not demonstrated the ability to be a leader. Um, and, you know, he supports his guy's stances. He's like, you know, well, this whole vaccine situation, I, I can't tell a man what to do. It's his money. Yeah, but, I mean, there's two games on, right? There's the money game. There's the actual game that you're paid to do, right? And so we're not telling you to tell him what to do about his money, but you should be talking to him about, hey, he needs this. The team needs this. The team needs this. And that's something even as recently as, now, Katie still is not pushing Kyrie to do anything. Um, so I think the if you look at Brooklyn, who is who is the leader on that team? Nobody. There's no leader. Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie and Katie is his own man. Yeah. But I mean. Katie had spends more spends more time coming to people's necks on social media yeah. than coming to Kyrie's neck. That don't that don't make any sense. Exactly. It, it also makes me question. It's like what kind of friendship? Just aside from basketball, it's like are y'all really friends in real life? Because your friends are able to have those hard conversations. Like you are bugging. Like what are you doing? This is affecting the team. But it goes back to what Evan says. There isn't anyone that's establishing any leadership ability on the team. We're not talking about who could play and who can't play. That's not the argument to be made. But KD, this is essentially KD's team. And I feel like he's kind of, he has always weighed in the background. You know, now he'll show leadership skills on Twitter, 
but he won't show it on the court. He won't show it in the locker room. And, and that's what's problematic. And even with this Kyrie KD dynamic that we're discussing, if Kyrie leaves, KD is just going to probably follow or leave as well. So once again, he's showing that he just has no ounce of leadership ability and it's sad. And I'm sorry, Alex, I just want to say there's a report. If Kyrie leaves, KD's going back to the Warriors. <laughs> he bad and he, honestly. He said, he said I'm open to it. He, he was like, I'm open to it. I'm like, I'll take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> because I will no longer be saying KD's name. If he did that again, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going on record and saying it now. I'm done with him. He may, he may, he may go like once, once the, once the core breaks up. But I wouldn't even believe that either. So this whole situation with Kyrie. Um, yeah, like that. I don't want to make Kyrie seem too off. It's just, it's just like, dude, like all you do, all you have to do is play basketball. Like you're paid to play basketball. You don't have to go in, punch any numbers, sit at a desk all day. All you got to do is play basketball, dude. <laughs> you don't got to look at a computer screen for eight hours. <laughs> you don't even have to take a lunch break, bro. Like, some people wish they had your job. And and like you said, there's only been- And Alan, don't forget. Alan, I'm sorry, but don't forget. It's not like he's a 15-man. He's one of the top, he's yeah. one of the top players yeah, in the NBA. That, he's great. That's what I'm saying, man. It's that, and that's and that's what I'm saying. It's just like, dude, like people. He said five, only five thousand people have been in the league, dude. People wish there was one of that five thousand, and it's just like you're you don't know what's important to you. You know what I mean? And ever since I watched the I Am Athlete podcast with him, it's like. Okay, I understand. I, I understand it. You know what I mean. But it's like you're searching for more. But I feel like you should spend your time searching for whatever that it is more than playing basketball because that's what it seems like you are. You you take days off because of the insurrection. You take days off because it was right before your birthday. Um, and it's just like, dude, like you just like going off the script like right now. And it's like, and I, and I'll point this out too. He said like when the whole vaccination thing came out, right. I'm standing up for people who don't have, uh, the opportunity to make that type of stand or speaking out for them through my protest. I, but when you're allowed to play because you're an entertainer and you get that that restriction for you lifted and it doesn't apply to everyone else you're still playing so did it did it did the protest really like mean anything at that point because you played you know what i mean but with this whole situation it's just like it's weird and all those teams he laid out like i don't think none of those teams None of those teams would like legit like take a look. Maybe the Knicks, but aside from that, yes, like, we will. I, yes, we will. Look, that's why I said aside from the Knicks, <laughs> but outside of that, like I don't see the Clippers making that move. 
I don't I definitely don't see Miami making that move because Pat, yo, Pat is the Don. He is gonna make sure you are in shape. He's gonna make sure you show up. He will cut you at practice. He ain't having none of that foolishness, man. Like he is just that kind of guy. And so it's just like, why is he throwing all these teams out? Like, I was like, it's it's wishful thinking, but I don't think it's just like a team is just gonna be like, oh, we can get Kyrie. But how dependable are you to just play basketball, dude? How? And so at this point, I'm just like, look, right now, like he has all these all these different things coming up to where it's just like, okay, Nike said they're not going to renew his contract. Now you coming into this, like, come on, bro. Like, you're going to have to look at yourself in the mirror at some point. Hey, let me tell you this. And I just want to say this. This is not the worst thing in the NBA. The worst thing in the NBA was in the 90s and 80s when dudes were smoking crack or cocaine and coming high and drunk in games and 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 fighting and all this, you know. They're still coming violence. high. So, yeah, they are. But they, well, not cocaine high, weed high, right? They, so it's not the worst thing. And we know this is just a ploy for contract negotiation. At the end of the day, I am 99% sure Kyrie just wants an extension. I'm 99% sure he's going to opt in. Well, this is Kyrie. He did lose close to over $15 million for his protest. Well, well I think he's going to opt in and get his $37 million, and they're just going to um, construct the contract where year by year, or, you know, team option every other year and so forth. All Kyrie has to do, listen, there was a kid in the draft, I can't remember his name, who went in Kentucky. He did not play a single game in Kentucky. And they drafted him in the top 10, I think top 10. The single game, they just saw him in practice, and he got drafted. They have a body of work with Kyrie. Kyrie just has to show up for 50 games, I guarantee, this year. And they, they'll take that. This is just a, a contract negotiation ploy. And once again, the moral story is, you should have chosen the Knicks, KD. You should have chosen the Knicks. So, I, I actually don't. I, I don't think this is a, a ploy. And the reason I don't is because there's been rumblings that Brooklyn is not. I mean, there was rumblings last season that Brooklyn was looking to move from Kyrie if they could find a, a trade partner before this whole the whole vaccination situation came up. Secondly, um, I think as we as we look at this whole conversation as well, um, Kyrie is a guy that that I don't know if you guys have ever been in a situation where uh, everybody's been in a situation. You were witness to an argument between two people, right? Yep. And like you're saying nothing. It's, it's like this awkward silence. They find us an argument. Then, then you're driving, you got to drive that person back home. They're talking to you. Now this person doesn't argue with this person. This person has arguments with all kinds of people. And they're, and they're just not self-aware. They're like, yeah, man, I can't believe they did that. You know, and you're just kind of just like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 but they don't realize like no you're actually a problem like you you people don't want you to come to their house people don't want you to come to their functions right um and so i don't think Kyrie's aware he's maybe he's thinking if, if i leave brooklyn the other team will accept me or i'm not gonna have this vaccine issue or like i have these concerns but at the end of the day the nba is a business it's a business and they will, if you're not 
beside vaccination, right? If you're not, you might just not show up to games and give no explanation, give no reason, and give no timetable for return. That's concerning. That's for any organization. I mean, that's uh, just imagine go to your job and say, and just disappear and say, I'll come back when I come back. You don't have a job when you come back. Nope. Yeah. And, and I think the one thing, you know, everything everyone said today is like super valid, all truthful and relevant points. I think the end result of this potentially is are we not going to talk about Ben Simmons essentially leading Brooklyn by himself? That like that's the biggest problem here that we're not addressing. Like what? Man, look, we haven't seen that dude on the basketball court in a year. <laughs> Ain't nobody thinking about him. <laughs> Man, the Knicks, honestly, probably in the next five years, the Nets are gonna need a 30 for 30. And this is gonna be the second time KD is gonna need a 30 for 30. 130 for 30 with the trio in OKC, and now another 30 for 30 with the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. That's more this. The more the story is, you should have, you should have chose the Knicks. It's just a bad relationship, and you thought you was doing the right thing. And I'm gonna keep it anonymous as possible, as ambiguous as possible. I know a couple who I told you should not get married. And told this about 20 years ago and what happened i saw manifestation i foresaw everything and boom actually several couples i think i've been mentioned some person it was oh and and they got married one person got married on the whim literally on the whim it was horrible marriage another person told not to i gave him good consideration no no it's gonna work out a person is who they are you cannot change a person. The person who it is, what you saw is what you're going to get. There's no power other than the blood of Christ to change that person and make that realization. KD, you knew how Kyrie was. You saw how he was in, in Boston. You saw how he was in Cla- uh, Cleveland Cavalier. What made you think he's going to change? He's not. He is who he is. Smart guy. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's making decisions. It's just that he don't want to live with the consequences. And that a lot of young people, I know I'm no man, they believe they can make decisions and have no consequences. Life doesn't work that way. You make decisions, there's a consequence. Live with it. You're not above any consequences. So it is what it is. And uh, we'll see what happened at the end of the day. But guess what? I'm glad the Knicks don't have to do with this issue. <laughs> right. Ooh, Dion, could you imagine if we Listen. deal with this issue? I, I don't. And you know what? If they were on the Knicks, they wouldn't be dealing with this issue no. right now. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, is everything has come essentially full circle. So I'm curious to see how this plays out. Um, I, I feel like we don't have a lot of leverage just from a contractual standpoint. I, so I don't really like I feel like he ends up in Brooklyn that season. Um, because teams just don't have the funds to really take on his contract. And that that's also an issue unless like Brooklyn works out a deal with like the other teams and they come to terms. But I, I don't know if Kyrie is the one you're willing to risk that with. He has not shown 
that he is the player that you you want to kind of take those those risks with. So it is what it is. Another day in in the drama in Brooklyn. I feel like it's it's never ending. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, you saw that uh, Damian Lillard posted KD in a Blazers jersey on his Instagram story. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad. I, I wouldn't get, be. I get 10, 10, but I don't think. Honestly, I don't think Katie wants to go back west because I mean that to, to me right now is the Warriors. Warriors west again. It is. It is. I disagree. They, they. I know what it looks like, but Clippers. Clippers. Yes, the Clippers. I, um. I, I, Paul George and and um, the Claw Ka- Kawhi, you can't discount them. You Wait, discount Kawhi them. still plays in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, I think he got married too. Congratulations, Kawhi. No, nah, that was Paul. <laughs> that was Paul. Paul's, oh, Paul. Oh, I thought, I thought he got married or he got engaged. Wait, wait. Paul, Paul George got married or? Paul George. I thought he's been married. I thought he'd been married. Mm-hmm. Man, look, I we I just seen something yesterday that said, "Congrats, Paul George." Interesting. Wasn't he married yeah. to like? Didn't he get okay? Well, he was dating Doc Rivers' sister, dating no, and left his daughter. daughter, 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 right? <laughs> Doctor's daughter, daughter. With the stripper. You know, with the stripper. Got her pregnant. Right, and now he's marrying her. I thought they already married. I thought right? they've been married. Like okay. Well, 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 congrats! We, congrats. <laughs> we have we have the Grizzlies, we have the Timberwolves, we have um, and we have to give Dallas. So I don't know. It's not the West anymore. I think it's still wide open. We still have to see what the Lakers do. I, hey, you, so you tell me the Grizzlies? I'm saying here. I feel like this. I feel like this. Mm-hmm. That's even more reason for KD not to go back west. <laughs> I was gonna say the competition is kind of stiff out there. Um, yeah, and I don't know if if that's the energy KD is trying to deal with. That's not, in the playoffs. And here's the thing: you saying something very, very. I mean, Alan, bringing up that point is very interesting, right? Why is it not KD? I think this goes back to this argument with him not wanting to influence like Kyrie. Why isn't KD trying to recruit people to come play with him? Why is he constantly trying to go play with other people? Is that no? And that that is that's the problem because he, even in this, if you're an alpha male, I mean, KD has talent out of this world. If you're an alpha male, you're like, all right, Kyrie, do your foolishness, right? And I'm I'm just gonna get others to come and play with me but KD if Kyrie leaves or whatever like he's gonna leave too like he has not established himself as like that guy and this it's sad I'm like you have too much talent to kind of play the coattails of other people if and Kyrie people want leaves, to play with him if Kyrie leaves Dame needs to come to Brooklyn Oh no! Don't do that. Dame, well, yeah. the, Dame is yeah. never like Dame has this weird loyalty relate. Like he needs to go to therapy mm. for that. Well, well, you know it's it's hard to leave when the, when the money talk, but um, oh, but even yeah. even even then, even then, like I doubt it'll ever happen. But you know, Bradley Bill is still trying to decide what he's trying to do. 
that would still be a solid pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Even if Kyrie left, you still got another guy who could still put up 25 with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Listen. I mean, it's a downgrade, but it's not a, it's not really much of a downgrade. It's, it's, it's not a downgrade because, you know, Bradley Bill's going to be there every game. Exactly. exactly. And right. I think it's a better fit in the sense of Ben Simmons could be the on-ball on, on guard. Yeah. And then you could get Bradley Bill. And he ain't got to worry about scoring. Bradley Bill, KD, and the lane could be wide open for, for Ben to go dunk on, 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 yeah. on a little person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely work with like I agree with what you said earlier, Dion. People want to play with KD. He just yeah. has to act. He, next to LeBron, the next person people want to play with is KD. Of course. And after KD, maybe Luca or Zion. And we're not gonna talk about how Zion picture looked. <laughs> so the new mm-hmm. Zion, Dion. I guess you want to be like Zion now. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't man. I don't look know. ripped. Zion look ripped. So I, like, hey man, like I'm, might... I'm almost like, is that Photoshop? Come on, son. hey man. I'm kind of curious what that squad's gonna look like next year. Yeah. So it's gonna be. Uh, I'm excited for next year in the NBA. I think I'm gonna get the package again, and and not for the Knicks. <laughs> not for the Knicks. I'm just be. I'm just a casual NBA watcher. Not for the Knicks. So, KD, listen, to me, I, I have come to a conclusion. KD is a normal, everyday dude with extraordinary powers. That's it. He doesn't realize, oh, he don't want to wield his power and so forth. He just wants to chill and relax. Where we come from a world, we look for leaders. And, and, and you can't be a trendsetter and not a leader. You have to be both. Mm-hmm. So, KD, you have to stand up, make your decision, because when history is written, we're not going to say KD was a chill dude. We're not. We wouldn't say he missed a lot of opportunity. He should have got had this amount of rings. We excuse you for the big toe shot, right? Because, hey, if you're, you're, you know, you're size 16 away from making, bringing um, the Nets two years ago to the finals, right? Uh, and one leg, you did what you did with one leg. Last year, you did the most you could do by yourself, right? And you got shut out. So it doesn't look good for your legacy. And everybody plays for legacy. You don't play this game. You play the hoop, and all hoopers want to win. And that's the mentality. Do you want to win? If you don't have the mentality, I'm all enough, no. Do you want to win? And what you going to do to win? Just like my daughter, it took her the whole AU season for her to finally realize, hey, I'm good enough, and nobody can hold me. Nobody can hold me. It took five, seven tournaments in this championship last game for her to come out. I wish it came out earlier, but... She realized I'm good enough to play and these girls can't hold me. KD, you're literally, KD, honestly, don't tell LeBron, you're the best player in the NBA. Look. People who want to play with you. You want to hoop? You don't come to the gym to lose. Hoop to win. People want to play with you. Take control of this matter because it affects your livelihood and your legacy, what happens with Kyrie. Look, I will. I'll say this. I don't think it'll take a hit. It'll be a blemish because you gotta. You gotta think about it. Most of the stuff that before, like championships and everything, Katie was already a Hall of Famer in Oklahoma City. He sure was. That, say by that, that resume Alan. alone. By that say resume that. alone, he was already like we was like, oh yeah, he's gonna be a first ballot. <laughs> he was like, I was like, there's nothing to discuss. 
Now, will it take a hit? No, it's just a small blemish. He got swept. It's, that's unfortunate. Right. It's a small blemish. It's just like, well, come back next year and we're going to see what you're going to do. Exactly. Now, now, if it becomes like a trend to where he's continuing to be swept and starting to play bad, now we're going to start kind of looking at him sideways. But I don't think it's going to take as much as a hit that you'll say. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I do think the rest of Katie's career matters, right? I, I, I think Katie, at the very least, needs to make a finals appearance. I agree. I because, agree with that. Because he has put himself in well, good enough rosters to continually contend. Um, you know, as, as, as Phil said, the foot on the line, I mean, hey, he still made the shot. I mean, if he, if, if he, if he was two inches back, he still makes that shot. Yep. You don't hold that against him. Um, I think that um, the, the great issue just for legacy terms is with Golden State membership this year, Katie, for Katie's legacy, at least to start moving into the top 10 uh, all time, he needs to at least, at least, get to a championship. I agree. But I think he ultimately needs to win a championship to kind of push his legacy into, into top 10. And there's no question that Katie was best player Warriors teams. Um, but it, 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 it is a, a blemish only to the extent that he has not been um, that league guy. I won't say that league guy, but it's it's his team, basically. Right, right. right. But, but he, it's a fact that it, it's one thing if he joined like the Phoenix, not Phoenix Suns, um, the Rockets with 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 Harden and and CP3, but he'd be seen as the guy who put them over the top, right? But because he came established team that the year before had the best record in the NBA, it's always going to be like, well, I mean, he has those championships. He has those finals MVPs. But was he just a cog in the, uh, the start? Like, it's almost like, was he the superstar cog in the system that just, that, that was like a, a luxury item? Or was he a, a guy who can take a team to win a championship. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, you got and, it. And I think if, if he does that, leaves his team, even though y'all know how I feel about Golden State, like KD show, but if he leads his team to a chip, just one, just one, um, that changes as far as legacy purposes this isn't a question of who KD is can he play you know hall of famer as alan mentioned and i'm glad he said it KD been a hall of famer prior to moving around so i think that's all he needs and he has the skill to do it but will he do it i don't know i don't know gotta get and the right coach and the white personnel too that's the other key Imagine this, and I'm sorry I hopped on this. If he went to New York and won one championship, his legacy would have been still automatically as a top 10 player all time, and he could retire. One, 
Steph could have five championships. LeBron could have 10. KD wins one in New York. It supersedes all three of those. I'm telling you. One. Just one in New York. Brooke as a Nick. As a Nick. That will supersede automatically. Because he, he'll be able to do what Pat Ewing was unable to do. Excuse me. What nobody was able to do for the past 50 years. Every collector of players for the past 50 years. His legacy would have been secured. He could have retired the next day. He could win no more championship. Win one with New York. It's a wrap. That's how powerful winning in New York is. As a New York Nick is. Look at Eli. I always tell people, look at Eli. Eli plays for any other organization. He's and I mean, literally, win any organization as a starter quarterback. He could have had Tom Brady numbers and he would be considered a regular quarterback. That's how bad. In New York, they amplify everything. That's what we do. But it's just saying. So any free agent, top 10 player, KD, who wants to come to New York, this was happen, what will happen to you. You win a championship in New York, you're automatically a top 10 player, you automatically secure your legacy, and you're automatically considered one of the greatest, and you'll jump on, you're climbing on the Mount Rushmore. You're climbing up there. You're not on the bottom looking up. You're, on, you're climbing up there. Just saying. Yep. Well, listeners, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.